What's up, y'all? Welcome to Carolina Takedown Talk. I'm Ryan Mitchell. I'm joined by Rhett Hoy. We are a podcast presented by Carolina's Matt News. And we are going to be talking women's wrestling today, Rhett. I'm super pumped up to talk about this topic. Excited. I'm really excited to see, to see what happens in our state and how much it continues to grow. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize the history that we have in this state um, for women's wrestling, man. And, and it's really it's really sad that they don't because we have a lot of history. And, you know, now we've got we've got people from the past that, that have that have paved the way for what's going on now. And we've got girls that are following those footsteps and we've got people that are really behind it, you know, and we're going to talk about, about all that today. And I'm really excited, man. I'm, I'm really excited to see where what happens in our state and where it goes. Me too, man. I think, like you said, I don't think a lot of people realize the, the history we have in our state in women's wrestling. And then the current talent we have is crazy too. Like, so speaking of our current talent, uh, Kat Pendergrass, all Americans uh, this weekend at uh, WCW nationals for Ferrum. So shout out to her. Congrats. Um, eighth place finish at that, at that tournament. Um, looks great from what I hear. So all American for cat. She just graduated from South um, Granville last year. She's a two time state qualifier, her and heaven Fitch, the uh, first two time state qualifiers for the ladies for the, the boys tournament. So, Pretty awesome accomplishment to AA in your true freshman year at any level collegiately. So, pretty cool. Most out. Putting North Carolina on the map up there on the college level. You know, uh, that's awesome. Congrats to Kat. Um, you know, Farum's a, a program that, that's coming up. I know you guys' story about, about that about their coach. Um, you know, but they're, they're coming up and Farum's doing good things. And that's awesome, Kat. Keep it up. Yeah, her coach is uh, Brianna Neal, which she was a 4A state qualifier um, back, I think it was it was in the uh, like mid 2010s or something like that. But she uh, she was a 4A state qualifier at 106. Um, really tough wrestler as well. So it's kind of crazy. North Carolina girl, North Carolina girl coaching North Carolina girl up there, Virginia School in Ferrum. So congrats to both those guys. And like you were saying, Rhett, I don't think a lot of people know the history of women's wrestling in North Carolina and how deep and how far back it really goes. They don't, man. I mean, to start it all off, like our, our biggest name is coming from North Carolina. She is she's not far from from where we live up in the mountains, um, and and she's a household name now across the world just because of her success. Whenever she transferred or transitioned into the, the MMA game, um, fighting in strike force and then the UFC eventually, um, and making big names, fighting people like Ronda Rousey and, and other large names like that. But that's going to be Sarah McMahon. You know, she was the first female to medal in the Olympics in Athens. Um, she was a silver medalist in 2004. You know, and she, she went right down the – she went to high school at McDowell High School, and she was a member of the Strong Courageous Wrestling Club, um, which is another local – or, you know, another local thing up here with Norman Osteen, um, who massive shout out to him and to that club. They're, they're constantly doing massive things and, you know, they're producing some of the biggest names in the state from right up here in the mountains and constantly have, but, you know, Sarah McMahon, everyone sees her, you know, strike force and the UFC, and Caesar having that success, but she is from right here in North Carolina. And the first woman to medal at the Olympics was from North Carolina. Yeah, like, right here. So massive. Right here in Western North Carolina, right? A little small Western North Carolina. Strong, courageous kid, just like you and a bunch of other hammers. Um, first woman to, to medal at the Olympics is right here in North Carolina. Huge history that I like, like we were talking about. I don't think a lot of people know or, or realize, and um, and stuff they should be made aware of, right? For sure. So for sure, man. Let, let's talk a little bit more recently. So um, I don't think a lot of people know that Olivia Neal out of Rosewood, 
was the first state qualifier for the boys state tournament as a as a girl uh back in 2008 out of the east region so got a got a quick story about olivia here uh olivia was uh in the same bracket she was the one seed everybody knew by the time she got to her senior year that she was gonna do it or they they felt pretty confident she was the one seed she had been dominating guys all year long um and and looked great uh won the conference title a couple weekends prior um big name at that point and i remember the message boards at that point north carolina scouting report really active back then not, not really active now but um we're all pretty hyped and they all thought this is what it's gonna happen she's gonna make it and she was legit, man. She was so tough. Um, so I was actually in that building when she she was the first – when she qualified. Um, and she was actually wrestled my brother in the semis. Um, and that – everybody was glued to that mat. Like, no, no one was watching the other semifinal. Everybody was watching that semi, all eyes on it. And my brother ended up winning in that match, actually. Um, on like a last second takedown, I think it was like eight, six or something like that. But so, um, I think, I think my brother, um, my brother's coach and I were like the only people rooting for, for him. <laughs> Everybody else was rooting for Olivia <laughs> at that point. We're, we might be the only people that thought he was going to win in, uh, in that matchup, but then she dropped down. She'd be a kid, I think from Richland's to qualify. And then dude, she didn't just stop there though. The next, the next weekend at the state tournament, she was a match away from placing. She I don't think people realize, like, she almost did what Heaven Fitch did back then. And um, the, and that at, at that point was 1A, 2A. And so she almost set that precedence way back, you know, in 2008, forever, forever ago, um, my, my era. So um, just shout out to her. She's, she she uh, kind of set the stage for all the all the women that we have currently i feel like her and sarah mcmahon um probably the two most influential women's wrestlers we have in our state sarah mcmahon obviously like you were talking about silver medals at the olympics kind of that deep history and then olivia neal kind of setting the stage for um the current crop like hey you know this this is possible like to go out and compete and um do our do our thing in the in this wrestling world because at that point there really wasn't too many girls on the scene and uh rosewood actually kind of i felt like was leading the charge at that time had a few girls on their team but olivia kind of kind of made it known throughout the state that it's it's possible to do this thing right and i think exactly what you said right there is the biggest thing from olivia and from sarah mcmahon is that and and from the girls behind them you know after them is that like, hey, it's possible. You can do this. This isn't this isn't impossible. This is something that if you set your mind to, you have a dream of it, you work your butt off, you can do it too. And I think that's one of the biggest things and, and what's so awesome about our 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 sport and and these women that, that started it, you know, they started in our state that you know, these girls can look back at it and say, like, hey, they did it. Like, I can do it, too. Yeah, just you know? and having that precedent that, set. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, me, you know, I've talked about it before, but a lot of people don't know. We're both girl dads, right? So, and I don't know if we have talked about it on the podcast before, but we're both girl dads. And whether they choose to to pick up the great sport of wrestling is up to them. You know, as much as I would love to see that happen one day for both of us to be coaching our girls one day, you know, hopefully winning state titles, who knows? They might want to play soccer, volleyball, basketball, anything else. But here's the thing. These women have paved a way, and the girls wrestling today are paving the way for the future of our state and for the other girls in our state that may grow up and say, I want to wrestle, and this is something that I want to do. And I can't because they have before me. A hundred percent. Like you said, we're both passionate about this topic because we have per- personal interest in it too. With, you know, we, we're, we're girl dads. We have girls. And like you said, whether they choose wrestling or not, that's fine. Whatever. I, I'm not I, the pushy guy that's going to force them to force them to do wrestling if they don't want to. But if they do choose it, 
like they have that path and um, that opportunity and that precedent set that, hey, they could go and compete if they wanted to and um, they could be successful as well, you know? Um, and hopefully, we're going to talk about a little bit later in the podcast, they'll have even more opportunity with the sanction NC movement. Before we get there, though, I we got to talk women's big board, man. I, I, we didn't get to it a couple weeks ago because um, I wanted to kind of give them their own stage because they deserve it. And I want I want to run through about five girls off that big board that I'm just real excited about, about their style and things like that. Um, so let's, let's talk the big boards, Rhett. And you know who's at the top. Number one, history maker, tre- trendsetter, Heaven Fitch is – is the the girl right now she is it in our in our state man um who in the state does not know the name heaven fitch right now man you got man, almost who in the country doesn't know the name heaven fitch right now you got she is the biggest thing coming out of north carolina wrestling yeah man you gotta be living under a rock not to know who this girl is at this point right like if you follow wrestling at all even if you don't because Man, the media Even coverage was great man. for her last year after she won uh, the state title at 1A106, dominating her way to that state title, by the way. It wasn't even close. Um, right. It, it's it's insane how much the media covered it, and, and it's still going on. Literally, last Wednesday, after we released our episode, I was kind of scrolling through Facebook, and I had a friend of mine who he's not a wrestling fan. He never wrestled anything else, and he literally shared the link from a news station down the east side of the state that shared North Carolina girl wins boys wrestling state championship. Like it's still getting shared today. Yeah. It's like, I, I remember whenever it happened, it had thousands of shares on Facebook, everything else. It was one of the biggest stories, you know, but like, this is still going on. She's still getting the recognition that she deserves for this. And even beyond that, even beyond just local news sources, um, you know, the WWE, the WWE Network is now doing a documentary on her. Yeah, I saw that. It's good. I think it's going to be so How sick. How massive is that, man? Yeah, that's amazing, dude. It's, and it's amazing for a few reasons, I feel like. So I think it's amazing, like, just for Heaven, personally. Like, she's going to be able to – they talk about, like, all these college guys like David Taylor – or post-college guys like David Taylor and Jordan Burroughs and – um, they talk about with like RBY, like building your brand. I feel like this is just like an awesome opportunity for Heaven to kind of build her brand heading into the next level and heading into like post collegiate stuff years from now. You know, like people are going to know who she is nationally, right? Like you were saying. And I think it's awesome too to like showcase women's wrestling, like how uh, awesome it is and exciting it is and how. She- <laughs> how tough she is. And then I think it's awesome just for North Carolina wrestling in general to get more of a spotlight on, on our state. Right. I think we, we kind of get shoved under the rug sometimes, um, get lost in the shuffle, but uh, she, she's bringing a whole lot of notoriety to North Carolina and a whole lot of notoriety to herself, which is wholly deserved. She, she, I, all I hear about this girl is that she's got the strongest work ethic out there. So Super deserving to be able to get that. And, man, it looked sick, didn't it, the trailer for it? It did. I mean, anything they do – I mean, I'm not a massive WWE fan. But uh, growing up, you know, my brother started wrestling. He was wrestling uh, in a gym that the old legend Ricky Steamboat owned. And he had added a wrestling room in there and had a, had a youth wrestling club. Um, Rick Flair and, and his son was, was a part of that club. So, you know – I'm not a massive WWE fan, but I've watched a few things of, you know, those guys from from just, you know, my brother and, and my family's experiences with them that's been cool. They do amazing stuff, but I am most excited for this because it really – it looks real. You know, it looks it looks like they took time on it and, and they want to do it right. You know, I just – I don't think a lot of people understand the – just how big Heaven Fitch is. And how big of an accomplishment that was. You know, I mean, being at the state tournament last year and, and seeing that happen, I've never seen an arena, I mean, let alone an arena, but just any tournament following one match like that. Like, I'm pretty sure that, that kids that were wrestling in finals matches beside her, I'm pretty sure their parents were turned and locked into this match. 
I did not see a single set of eyes on a different match other than Heaven Pitch's final match. And just the cheers and the, the complete, like, pop and uproar whenever she won, man, it, like, it still gives me chills. It was amazing to be there and to see. But I still just don't feel like people are, are understanding how massive that is. Yeah. Like, she came in and she dominated. Not only did she win, like, and she didn't just squeak by in her matches. She dominated the state tournament. It, it was awesome, man. And the thing about it, too, is, like, the, so big board-wise, obviously she's number one. But the whole state title thing isn't just the reason why she's number one, right? So she doesn't just mm-hmm. get it done state state-wise. Like, she won a state title in, in the boys' division, but she's a Fargo AA. She placed at Super 32. She goes everywhere and does extremely well nationally and that's that's where she kind of ends up number one on the big board is yeah she she won the state title and looked incredible doing it but she also goes and and competes nationally and does super well like like i said fargo aa super 32 aa which those two tournaments toughest tournaments out there i mean no matter what division you place at those tournaments you're special so you place there exactly you said it perfectly you place a Fargo, you place a Super 32, you are special. You know, I mean, I think Super 32 right now is, is tougher than the high school nationals. Oh, 100%. It's got, it's got the name of it. You know, it. and I remember, I remember, you know, that tournament being around and how much it's grown now. It's awesome. But you, t- you place at those, you are, you are tough. But I think you put it the best way. You are something special. You place it one of those. For sure. 100%. And she's proven it. So, like, Heaven is – she's it right now. She's number one. I'm really interested to see – I have no inside knowledge on this. And if, you know, Heaven, you're listening, or I know she works really closely with Jacob Cox's dad, um, Adam Cox. If you guys are listening you want to reach out and uh, give me a scoop, I promise I won't say anything. But I'm really interested to see what her um, collegiate plans are going to be um, – where where she's going to end up um and what she's going to do I was going to ask about that Yeah I I was going to ask She's I was going to ask I mean she's got to be one of the highest highest recruits in the country right Yeah I feel like she's got to be getting recruited pretty heavily um so I'm really interested in that I to me she's probably the most interesting prospect left in her class like the senior class about where where is she going to be headed um and if she's announced that and I've missed that, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just haven't seen that anywhere. So um, I, I'm really interested to see where she ends up. But she's not the only girl, though, in the state. Like, she's not the only lady in the state that's killing it right now. And I kind of want to put a spotlight with these big boards. And that, that's the whole reason I've, I did the big boards is in the first place um, is to give these kids a, some chance to be recognized, whether it was um, the different classes of the big boards or the junior high big board that I started. So. Uh, I just want to promote these kids and ladies, the ladies are no different here. And I, I've kept them separate just because I feel like um, it gives them even more recognition to do so. And I, I hope one day that we can, I can, we can get the numbers in North Carolina where I can split up and do just like I do for the boys, do four women's big boards based on their class on their graduating class. Um, I'm hoping that day comes soon, but uh so this is this girl number two, man. Uh, she's also a history maker, Reagan Riddick. This this girl is tough. I mean, she will hand fight you to death if you stand in front of her. She is so good in the hand fight, so good in the hand fight. I think it surprises a lot of her competition when they when they stand in front of her that you're going to get beat up <laughs> if you if you try to if you try to hand fight with Reagan Riddick, you're 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 in trouble. So, um, but she's a first flight kid which you know I'm an alum of First Flight, um, coached by uh, – she's currently coached by Russell Kepler, but out there with Jason Breiholtz, and, uh, was, who was my coach. He's, he's not really in the sport right now. but um, And then Shane Baum and all, all those guys out there. And um, So I've been hearing about this, this Reagan Riddick girl since she was like early middle, middle school. Um, coach Baum was mentioning it to me. She's like – he would say, hey, we got, we got this young lady coming up or – um, coach Kepler would drop me something or even some of the other coaches in the area and be like, all right, there's, there's this young lady that's going to be pretty special when she gets to high school. And um, I'd check on her results every once in a while. And 
she proved it last year. She was only a freshman last year, and she qualified for the boys' state tournament at 113 at 2A. And she also went up a weight at the girls' state tournament and won a state title pretty convincingly there. So she's another one that I feel like is kind of going to be the – she's the new torchbearer um, as far as, like, Heaven's kind of exiting her career and Reagan's kind of beginning the career. So uh, I think she's kind of the next thing um, – and like I said, I heard about her a lot being from the, being from that area. Uh, really good kid. She helped set history for first flight too. First flight's the only only school that's had two girls qualify for the state tournament with Alex Nguyen um, qualifying a few years ago. Um, she was in between. She was one twenty in between that Jeremiah Derby, Arian Lee um, hammer crew they had there. So first flight with history with the girls wrestling and Reagan. Man, she's she's another kid like Kevin that's rustling everywhere, performing really well. Um, didn't have the Super Thirty Two I was hoping she would have, or I thought she could have, but um, she's still, I mean, still young, still developing. I think she's really working on her leg attacks. Um, good kid too, from everything I hear. So, just uh, excited about her potential. That's why she's landed number two on the big board. Just kind of all her accomplishments going forward. And I'll tell you, man, her and Heaven Fitch are not very far in weight. I want, I, I want to see it. that matchup. I want to see that matchup. I, I hope, it. I hope, I don't think it's going to happen this year in season, just because the abbreviated COVID season and um, who you're allowed to wrestle and stuff. But that, to me, that is the match to make in women's wrestling, man, for Look, North Carolina. Someone make it happen, okay? Yeah. Someone make it happen. Justin Hardy, if you're listening, Gauntlet Wrestling Productions. It, anyone someone reach out to both of them and let's make this happen okay let's make the first state champ and mr riddick let's 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 do this i want to see that you know i think i i agree with what what you said um in the fact of i think that you know i think reagan's the next one you know she's the one that's gonna that's gonna kind of have the torch passed on from from heaven and uh and that would just be awesome to see, you know, and like you said, I don't know if it's going to happen during season with no tournaments and only duels until, until postseason. Um, but that'd be an amazing match to see at the end and kind of a cool little storyline of heaven wrapping up her high school career. And, you know, here's, here's one last North Carolina match with the girl that that's going to follow in my footsteps here. Yeah, hundred percent. And so I, I I typed up a little article for Southeast Wrestle a while back for Jason Fulmore, um, and I put this as like one of my most anticipated matches of the year. I think I took a little flack for it on Facebook because a couple people um, were like, "Oh, well, a couple years ago, uh, Heaven Beater and the um, a pretty convincingly in freestyle." And I think someone from Riddick's camp came back and was like. Yeah, uh, it was like two years ago, and um, Heaven won the freestyle match, but Riddick won the folk style match or whatever. Two years ago is a long time, guys. Uh, even if it was a yep. year ago, it's a long time at this point, especially because Riddick, Riddick's on the young end, too. She was, I mean, two years ago, she was in middle school, for one. Um, and then also, I don't really care if it's happened before. They could wrestle next week. I still want to see it again later. Um Kyle Dakin, Jordan Burroughs have wrestled what, like eight times, seven times, something like that. And that's probably the most anticipated matchup of Olympic team trials, right? Um, yeah. So just because it happened before doesn't mean I don't want to see it. And like I said, if it's a couple of years ago, I mean, that uh, so much has changed since then. Um, let's. I hope we can make that match. I I know both. I uh, I know both camps would would be down to wrestle because those two girls will wrestle whoever, whenever, for sure. And then, uh, so, but they're not the only two girls in the state, man. They're one, they're one and two, but this number three girl, um, Joelle and Hutto, um, I think she's going by Jade or JJ. I'm seeing the results. She just, she just uh, won down in the Myrtle Beach throne tournament. I saw, and I was listed as JJ. So Joelle, if, if you're listening or someone, her dad, whoever's listening, if you, you care what I have you listed as, holler at me. All right, um, I'll change it to, to whatever you want your first name to be on there uh, as listed. But, man, I really like her style, dude. She's a good leg attacker. She goes for it. She's a high pace. 
um, did really, really, really well at Super 32, which I think we've already kind of beat that drum about Super 32 is pretty special. Um, so anybody does well there. So and that's a girl that I think everybody should be keeping their eye on, Joellen um, Hutto. Um, super impressive. I know she's she's going to be one that is going to be uh, in the discussion, like, collegially. She's going to move on and do do big things on a collegiate level. Uh, another girl, number five, um, Savannah Br- uh, Bramhall. She's – man, this girl has been everywhere. I, I think I mentioned, like, Matthew Rowland a couple episodes ago, and he's been, like, everywhere. Every, this girl, too. Savannah's been wrestling everywhere in this COVID offseason and um, been doing really, really well. Uh, just first place in folk style, first place in freestyle here, and then goes to the next tournament, first place in freestyle, first, first place in folk style. She's looking great. Um, she also is really well-spoken. Um, I watched an interview with um, – her and I think Cheryl interviewed her, Cheryl Bainard for for Frank at uh, one of these tournaments. I think it was in Ashboro or something. And she was kind of just talking about like what wrestling's done for her and why girls should wrestle or why anyone should wrestle for that matter. And um, did a really good job in that interview. So I was really really just impressed with how she composed herself and and put herself out there. But uh, man, she is she is um, doing great things. And I'm, I've been really impressed with her this offseason as well. And then um, last girl I want to talk about on the big board is number 10, Brooke Zach. Now, this girl's a Curry Tuck girl. So, again, I, I'm from that area. So, I still have some some contacts there. I've been hearing about her, seeing some things. And people were telling me, man, this, this girl just started wrestling. She's young. So, she's just entering her freshman year, in her freshman year currently. Um, hasn't been wrestling wrong, long, Rhett. Not not like a savvy veteran, been wrestling since she's eight years old. Um, she just started wrestling, and she went two and two at Super 32 with little experience, which to me, I'm like, wow, that's a that's a pretty big signal that this this girl's going to be kind of special. Um, and her and Riddick are, are not far from each other. I'm pretty sure they get together and work out sometimes. Um, so this Brooke Zach girl, she, she ended up on number 10. She's someone I could see being like skyrocketing up the big board eventually and be be way up there at the end of her high school career. Um, just seems like she's she's got some high potential there. For sure. I mean coming out of Kurt's like coming out of that area and of course having having you know, being around heaven, being able to get into that room. Um, you know, iron sharpens iron. You find the best workout partners around you, and uh, and you go you go chase them. And so I think having that access is definitely going to help her out. And like you said, I, I see her making leaps and bounds and jumping up that board here soon. Yeah, man, I I've just been hearing some really good things about her and seeing some things here and there. Um, think she's seeking out the best competition. I know I know they slide up to Virginia every once in a while as well, um, just because they're close to that Virginia Beach area and. Um, I know she, I know she's got some good coaches in the area too with, um, coach Fisher and then at Curry talk and then coach Kepler at first flight. And, um, coach Sutton is around the, uh, Elizabeth city area running the past tank wrestling club. Uh, I think coach King's involved with that too, but those guys are good coaches in that area to kind of pour into her, man. I'm telling you all five of those girls I mentioned are just super special. Um, I hope, I hope that, uh, we get to see a good bit of them this year going forward. And like, like I said, Bramhouse has been everywhere. Huddo's been wrestling a lot. Riddick's been wrestling a lot. But Zach's been wrestling a lot. And obviously, Heaven Fitch is doing Heaven Fitch things. So they've, they've been out there in the streets and doing well. Man, the, the thing is, is like the big boards, just like I mentioned um, the last time we talked about big boards, is it's not just a state state thing. It's like, oh, okay, you do well at the state tournament. That, that's great. But what you what are you doing for me nationally? I'm, I'm looking to see what what's what it's going on at the tough tournaments. What you doing in the off season? So, um, and all these kids are doing great, and, and that brings us man to, to the biggest point I think is our sanctioned NC uh, women's wrestling movement. Uh, Cheryl Baynard has been at the forefront of this thing. She's been out there on Facebook. She's been out there on Twitter. She's been out there on Instagram, uh, and she is. Um, doing a great job of promoting it, and it's time, man. It's time to sanction uh, women's high school wrestling. It really is. I mean, it, 
it's not about the fact of of if if they can wrestle with the boys and if they can compete because they're proving that they can. But it's about the fact that that they shouldn't have to. Girl, the basketball has boys and girls basket, basketball. Soccer has boys and girls soccer. You know, there's there's baseball, there's softball, there's there's men swimming, there's women swimming, there's girls across, boys across. The, the list goes on and on. In the state of North Carolina, we should have boys wrestling and girls wrestling. Okay, that that point blank simple. There should be no debate about this. And and here's the thing. We cannot continue to just keep asking for it and just to keep on asking the state, hey, make this happen, make this happen, and then coaches across the state not do anything about it. If you have the numbers and, and you feel that you can help with this, make a team. Make a team from within your in your school, okay? Because the more teams we have and – the more it grows, the more that other girls are going to want to do this. You know, it's it's already big enough to get – it's a big enough issue to get girls to come and wrestle for a boys' team, right? They, they may not have training partners. They may not have – you know, they may not feel comfortable doing it. Here's the thing. Get them their own team. Let them train with other girls. Give them the opportunity – to come out and compete and do something that they love. And I think we're going to continue growing. Um, you know, but, but like I said, man, I just I just want to challenge coaches across the state. Make a team. And I know that there was a lot in the state that we're going to this year, and they kind of backed off due to COVID and different restrictions. And, and I get that because COVID kind of changed everything for us this year. Um, you know, there's a few things that, that it didn't change. But my challenge is if you can do it, do it. Help be a part of the solution. Help move this forward. Help be a part of history. And let's, let's not be last here, okay? Let's not, for, for the first time in North Carolina with wrestling, all right, with, with making a change and doing something like that, let's not be last. Let's not be towards the end. Let's try and leave from the front here, okay, because we've got the success. We literally have, we literally have the momentum that we need right now coming from Heaven Pitch, okay. And we have the history. If we want to go back to Sarah McMahon, let's make this happen, you know. And and like you said, Cheryl Baynard is is really she's leading the charge. Um, I do want to give a shout out to to their to the website is sanctionnc.com, okay. That's going to be sanctionnc.com again. And on there, they've got some really cool gear, man. I sent some, to, I, I sent some, uh, some pictures of it to you the other day. I think I'm going to be ordering a shirt, um, maybe one of those hoodies. They look awesome. They've got the North Carolina logo, and they've got girls on the logo because, like we said, they deserve their own. They have earned it. You know, they've even got the, the COVID mask on there with the logo on it. You know, support it. Be a part of it. Be a part of history here, guys and girls and everyone else, okay? This is this is the time now to join up, okay? Support it, be about it. Don't just talk about it anymore, be about it. Yeah, so I don't want to talk bad about our, our athletic association, but I will. Um <laughs> so man, I just they they've they've said we need a hundred schools to um to do so to sanction the movement. To, um, to sanction them, right? high school wrestling, we don't, we got, yeah. So we got four right now. Um, West Henderson, Hoke, and Swain are three of those four. Um, and man, I, I just I for our athletic association, their 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 mission right is to create opportunities for athletes to succeed. Right, that's that's what it's about. High school athletics isn't this uh, big money game. This isn't. This isn't about winning and losing. At least, at least that's what they say. That's what, that's what the athletic association wants to say, right? But uh, in my line of work, right, we talk a lot about equity and equal opportunity. And right now, we don't have an equitable approach to wrestling. We're not giving those opportunities to um, girls that they deserve, and we got to fix it. I honestly, I feel like 
the uh, athletic association really should just step up and sanction it. It's kind of a like chicken or egg um, kind of comment. Like, which one came first? Like, what's coming first? Going to get a bunch of girl teams or the sports sanctioned first? I kind of feel like if they sanctioned it, the floodgates would open and teams would be popping up everywhere and, more, and the numbers would numbers would skyrocket. For but sure. they've kind of put this position of we need 100 schools to, to get this, uh, to say we're going to have a team to sanction it officially. Uh, but West Henderson, Hope, Swain, shout out to you guys. For, and uh, there's one more, but um, don't have that on hand. But shout out to you guys um, to for starting that. And Swain and West Henderson had the first all-girls duel last season. They do. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure West won that. They one. did. And I want to take a second and give a massive shout out. My brother was, was a part of that team. Um, Coach Mike Conley, you know, he coached his daughter. And, you know, they're they're very passionate about it. They are they're passionate about growing women's wrestling. And that was one thing that, you know, my brother and, and, I, and Conley really, really led it, I believe. But he wanted to give them the opportunity to train with each other. And and not only, not only that, but not only they have their own team, you know, and, and, and those girls can compete with the guys. But Conley made it a point, and I want to give him massive credit. You know, I know they're one of our conference rivals with me coaching at Inca, but I want to give him massive credit and that program credit for they took their girls to different tournaments. You know, not only did they, it's kind of like just what I said. They, they didn't just talk about it. They were about it. You know, they, they really were. And they proved it because they took those girls to tournaments that they can go compete in as a girls team. Not only, you know, if a, if they couldn't crack the, the varsity roster and, and not only did they just take them and let them wrestle in this tournament, um, or if they could crack the varsity roster and, and them go wrestle at that tournament, they took them to girls' tournaments where they could wrestle together as a team. They could wrestle together as a family, and that's what they really built there, you know. And I saw that kind of—I saw that from the outside, and you know, witnessing it with my brother and 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 through Conley, um, you know, mainly my brother. But like, they really did build a, a family there in that program, and it was something that those girls can be proud of, and that and that Conley and 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 Rob can be proud of. And the fact of, you know, they are they're leading from the front. I mean, I can't I can't say enough. They didn't just talk about it; they were about it. Yeah, I'm really hopeful, man, that we're not last. But and more than that, I I'm, I want to be next, right? I want North Carolina to be the next state. I don't I want to be last, but I want to be the next one. That's kind of kind of the vibe I'm putting out there, like. Let's let's not be last, but let's be the let's be the next one to the sanction uh, women's wrestling and, and the growth of our state tournament kind of proves that there's interest, right? So, um, the first year of the state tournament, man, they um, th- they had something like eighty one, yeah, it was like eighty one girls um, from nine schools across the state in the first first year of the state tournament for the ladies, and then in one year. It grew to 182 girls from 29 different schools. Just one year of that amount of growth, right? And um, and we've so that I mean we've seen that growth, and you can see it without even looking at the numbers. If you just go to tournaments and you see young, a lot more young ladies competing now than ever. Um, and Cheryl Bainard, she said to us too. She said she's going to have that uh, state tournament. Um, put on by North Carolina USA Wrestling, even if she has to put it on herself. She she said it's happening this year, no matter what. She's going to make sure of that. So that's pretty awesome. So, girls, look look forward to that. Your state tournament is going to happen. Um, and I, I think, again, COVID or not or whatever, we're, we're going to see another jump and another growth in that tournament. And, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome thing that, that's started. And I, man, I just – I'm ready for North Carolina Athletic Association to um, to sanction that. And a shout out to the to the first uh, girls state tournament state champ, Amber Parker from Parkland at 138 pounds. She was the first one um, to win a state title. So shout out to her a couple years ago being the first one. That's pretty pretty awesome. It's, it's something that'll be etched in stone for forever. Um, and then. Man, Rhett, we got a we got a cool thing going on here in Hendersonville, where you and I live. Um, the Relentless Wrestling, coached by Coach Williams, who 
he he might be up there with Todd Odom for for uh, funniest guys in wrestling. Him, him, Todd Odom, and Coach King from Northeastern High School, uh, three, the three oh, funniest guys out there. I do want to say um, one thing about Coach really, Williams. If you guys yeah. do not know him, one, go up talk to him. He's an amazing guy. He, he he's awesome to talk to. Um, very knowledgeable. You know, he he'll sit there and talk with you. I love sitting near him uh, during tournaments and just kind of listening about him kind of critique a ref or or just or just watch. But if you haven't met him, I guarantee you have heard this man. All right. So I want to give a, sh- a shout out to Coach Williams. But man, the loudest guy I've ever met in my life. But such a great dude. You know, such a great dude. Such a great dude. And he's so. He started Relentless Wrestling Club, which is an all-ladies club, all-women's club. They've been, uh, they've been recently practicing at Cheryl Bender's facility um, that she's just recently got open. So they've been practicing. That's awesome. Like, having having the girls at Dark Horse and Calumbat and all that, that's really awesome, too, like just having that opportunity. But just having an all-ladies club and giving that extra opportunity for them to to have each other's practice partners as well. And, and the thing is, is I've seen – pictures of it and seen videos of it and i'm hoping to drop by here and uh maybe capture some some footage for uh for frank and carolina's matt news but um I've, I've seen stuff on it it's not like it's like one or two kids in the room man it's full they got a bunch of girls in there doing that doing their thing so shout out to coach williams for uh really starting to think outside the box and open this club up for for these ladies and i i know that um just, you know, being from this area and Coach Williams being in the school system as, as well as I, I hear things from about uh, about the club from administrators in our county about how they think it's a really awesome idea and opportunity. And they think it's they think he's doing some some really awesome things with with the relentless, uh, relentless wrestling. Man. For sure. And, you know, just like we said, massive shout out to, to Coach Williams and uh, for, for really, like we said, leading from the front, man. Um, you know, we've got a lot of big stuff happening, a lot of big things happening from clubs in our, in our state right now that, uh, we'll probably be talking about that pretty soon here, maybe here in the next coming up weeks. Um, but there's some big stuff happening with clubs and and it's awesome. And I think what we kind of keep on coming back to is, is giving, is giving the, giving girls the opportunity to, to train and the opportunity to compete, man, that's it. We just want a chance. We'd like, we just want to give them that opportunity. Yeah, and like we said, like I feel like, I feel like the numbers are only going to grow. It's growing nationally. It's growing in the state, and I think I really do feel like if the, if we got it sanctioned, then the floodgates would just open up. And that's something we kind of talked about, like college program wise too. Is if one D one program said yes and started a women's team, like Iowa's kind of had oh, some rumblings, right? Here recently, and they said yes. Um, and st- John Smith popped up and said, yes, that, you know it's. It's being talked about. I feel like if we got one big program like that and said yes, the floodgates would open and a bunch more would, everyone would go ahead and, everyone and add would, it. You know? Um, just realizing, like, the, the benefits of that. Like, it just – I mean, they talk about the, the RTC model a little bit about bringing partners in and stuff like that. It's it's similar, man. Like, they're – bringing in a girls team like you bringing in more hammers more practice partners for for everyone and um for them and for your current college guys and so but i saw something pretty cool speaking of college programs on rtc model this this girl named chloe ogden she's a lake highland prep um girl down in uh florida uh, she recently committed to uh north carolina chapel hill here so unc right which right now doesn't have a women's wrestling team, but she's really committed to the RTC, which has Macy Kilty there, who 62 kilograms at Captain's Cup was killing people. She looked phenomenal. Um, so definitely working with Colin Scott and Jordan Oliver and Kenny Monday and uh, Tony Ramos, like do, doing her wonders. But uh, so Chloe Ogden committed to the to the RTC. So I can't, me for for me, I think this is kind of like a a bridge um, from what we are currently till the day when we get these D1 programs going um, for the, for these girls. Cause 
we have opportunities for them out there, like at Ferrum doing a great thing there, um, and some other um, some other colleges that have Back ladies to programs. Shout out really fast to Greensboro um, College and Presbyterian um, with the you know in the Carolinas, giving these girls an opportunity to compete. You know, I know we'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, especially Greensboro College in a little while. But uh, you know, I, I did want to go ahead and, and, and throw them out there um, to be one of the colleges that, that's leading from the front. Like we said, they're not talking about it; they're being about it. I think that's kind of my uh, I think that's yeah, my my saying for for women's wrestling right now. You know, for sure. And I think so. I think like th- those programs, like adding that program, that's huge. And what and I think this, but I think this committing to the RTC for uh, Chloe Ogden might be like like a little bridge for the next few years until D1 programs start really adding women's wrestling. Like if a girl like Chloe or like Kevin Fitch or Reagan wants to attend these D1 universities like Oklahoma State or Iowa or um, or Penn State or UNC, um, they can still go there freely, right? And um, commit to the and go to the RTC and and work freestyle there and with those Olympic um, aspirations. Now, I don't think this is like an option for everybody. I think this is kind of a bridge for like those elite elite level girls that have those uh, um, Olympic aspirations. I mean, either way, whether they go to college at Greensboro or Ferrum or they're going to Chapel Hill wrestle the RTC, they're wrestling freestyle. I mean that that's the style there. So, but. I think this is kind of like a bridge for those elite level top level girls that kind of have those Olympic world team aspirations. Uh, I, I think it's just a cool opportunity, just another opportunity provided. Um, uh, just let's make this everything equitable. Uh, but like, like you said, let's talk Greensboro college, man. Um, Presbyterian, like you said, they added women's and men's at the same time. Um, they're building right now down in South Carolina, but let, let's spend some time talking about Greensboro. Um, they added their women's program. Um, this year was the first year of it. Uh, had some great success. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name, Ariana. I'm sorry, Ariana Wokestuffer. Uh, sorry, I'll just go with W. Ariana W. Um, she was part of it, and then Lexi Chase was a part of it as well. Uh, if you don't know who Lexi Chase is, y'all need to find out. Man, we were talking about um, Heaven Fitch's story. Lexi Chase's story should be way out way put out there more than it is like ESPN should pick this up um if you don't know who she is she uh was around the team was a manager of the of the college program of the men's team and was like hey this sport's cool uh I'm gonna give it a try so she's in college and gonna try to support the sport for the first time and um so then her first match was at the gauntlet wrestling productions um and she was wrestling a girl from Farum. Um, uh, Katrina or Catherine uh, Anderson, and she, she in her first match ever in college, throws throws her for four, and then she and she ended up losing the match. But I mean, she gets a four right away. Um, she, I just think her story is incredible that she just goes like, all right, this sport's cool. I'm gonna go give it a shot. And and on top of that, she's a soccer player too. She, she is a apparently a stud soccer player. I don't follow soccer too much, but from what I understand she's really good i think to play any college athletic um type type of event you got to be elite level right so um but i just think that story is super cool that she just was like you know what i'm gonna go do it and she said she loves the sport like just addicted to it hooked to it just kind of like everybody that's probably listening to this podcast is just loves the sport so what it's a really awesome story for sure i mean and that's awesome just to to take that jump and uh, and to give it a shot, you know, I mean, big props to her. Shout out to her. Um, I know that her she she kind of in her season a little bit sooner than others due to due to playing soccer. Um, but she's a junior. I'm excited to see what she does next year. And you know, it just it helps it helps to have that story of like, hey, we have that. And and really, I think it I think it even accredits to what you you're saying even more of. You know, we can throw this back at the, at the, you know, at North Carolina wrestling and, and to, you know, NCHSA is that 
Greensboro College put this program there. They took the challenge, and someone someone answered the challenge right there. She's never wrestled before, but she's in this sport, and she's a part of it because she had the opportunity to do this, right? She would have, you know, she would have never wrestled if she didn't have that chance at Greensboro College with them having a program. And I just, I think that's awesome. I want to give a big shout out to Coach Birmingham out there. Um, I know we've talked about him before. You know, I just, I think it's awesome what they're doing and, and giving giving girls the, the opportunity to go compete, you know, um, doing big things out there. A hundred percent, man. Like, just to, like you said, answer the call, create that program, have those two ladies as a part of it. A part of it, and I think you're going to see more co- in our state look at their program and get on their school, and uh, and, and use them to to compete at that college that college level. And uh, I'm excited to see where that program goes and what what girls have on the big board that are interested there. And um, man, I'm I'm just excited for where we're at in women's wrestling. But I'm excited for this next step too. Um, like you, like you said, you shouted out Terrell, uh, you shouted out Cheryl Baynard earlier, and and her sanction NC website. I know she's getting together a task force. So, if you have any interest in in helping women's wrestling grow, and or you think you have any skills that could could help Cheryl and promote this, um, reach out to her, um, send her a message on any of the um, social media stuff that she has, and help out. I'm gonna try to do some media stuff and continue to do these big boards and keep pushing it. Uh, as much as I can, I know we're gonna continue to talk about it here on the podcast, but let's be let's be the next one, North Carolina. Let's not right. be the last. And like one. we said, um, it's gonna be sanctionnc.com. Again, that is sanctionnc.com. Um, go grab some gear, support the cause. You know, any any gear bought is uh, is gonna help go into uh, the sanction NC movement. You know, it's and like I've said numerous times, let's not just talk about it. Let's be about it. Don't be last. Let's uh, let's give these girls the opportunity to compete because they deserve it. They're working their butt off, and uh, you know they they deserve they deserve the opportunity. One thousand percent, one thousand percent, man. Like, I I think like you don't even have to look far, right? It's an Olympic sport, so if it's an Olympic sport, I feel like it should be important enough for North Carolina to sanction, right? Right. Sure. I I mean, kind of just boils down. It's as simple argument as that for me, and just as simple as argument is, equitable, be equitable, be have that equity as far as opportunities go. And um, shout out to all the, the the ladies competing for their high school teams this year, and shout out all the ladies who are who are on the big board and doing their thing and uh, continue to compete. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, we're a podcast that's presented by Carolina's Matt News. Frank's doing big things to promote women's wrestling and just wrestling in North Carolina and South Carolina. Thanks for listening to Carolina Takedown Talk with Ryan Mitchell and Rhett Hoy, presented by Carolina's Matt News.